You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So this morning, I'm going to show you a picture of something It is uh, something that I see every day. It's something that I drive by every day. It's something that carries with it a lot of great memories. It's old and it's beat up. But it still comes in handy sometimes. Its Its best days are definitely behind it. It even got stolen two years ago. Does anyone have any idea what I'm talking about? My Tahoe. My 20th century Tahoe. 1999, it's 20th century Tahoe. So I'm not really all that proud of my 1999 Tahoe. It's kind of beat up. It's kind of rusty. It sits there on the street. It really doesn't fit in very well on our neighborhood. It's by far the oldest and most beat up vehicle. Most people don't even have vehicles on the street, much less in their driveway. Most people put their vehicles in the garage. It's kind of what I wouldn't mind doing with my Tahoe. I can hide it because I'm a little bit ashamed of my Tahoe. Maybe I could just put it in the garage. This has a lot of rust on it. It still has a dent, if you take a look at this. Now, that dent is not something that I did. Whoever stole the Tahoe two years ago went on quite a joyride, and it came back that way. We ended up finding it in Omaha. Actually, the police found it in Omaha. And the back end of the Tahoe doesn't look that much better. On that left side, the bottom left side looks different. That's all rust. And water has kind of leaked in there, and that side of the door doesn't even open anymore. But I still am the owner of this Tahoe that I'm not always so proud of. Sometimes I'm probably even a little ashamed of that Tahoe sitting on the street in our neighborhood. But we are all owners sometimes of things we're ashamed of. But what we all own, we all own is much more valuable than even a brand new 2023 Tahoe. Now that looks a little different, doesn't it? I'm thinking that if I owned that 2023 Tahoe, I wouldn't put it in my garage. I'd let everyone see my brand new 2023 Tahoe because there's a big difference when you look at both of them side to side. So let's get to the point. Let's get to the point of what this has to do with our scripture lesson from 2 Timothy this morning. The letter that the Apostle Paul wrote his good brother in Christ and fellow 
fellow minister and teacher of the word, Timothy. And what he's doing is he is encouraging Timothy not to be ashamed of something that he owns, that Timothy owns. Does anyone remember what that is? Well, let's take a look at verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of his prisoner, that would be Paul, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Do not be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord. What's that? Well, it's pretty simple. It's the gospel. It's the good news. That's the testimony about our Lord. That is what Paul doesn't want Timothy to be ashamed of. Even a preacher and a teacher of the word like Timothy, needed encouragement and needed to be reminded, don't be ashamed of the most important thing, the gospel, the testimony about the Lord. So how much more encouragement do you think we need 2,000 years later so that, we're, so that we are not ashamed of the testimony about the Lord, about the gospel, about the good news. Because you see, without the good news, without the gospel, we would all be condemned to death. He makes it very, very clear. Paul makes it very clear in Romans what the consequences are for this broken world. Let's say Romans 6.23 altogether. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, he makes it very clear what the result of sin is, doesn't he? But he's equally as clear about the good news. For the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is called grace. Undeserved forgiveness so let me ask you a hypothetical question and I see Leanne sitting over there and she knows I hate hypothetical questions but we're going to do one anyway if someone gave you a brand new for free 2023 Tahoe compared to you earning it or purchasing it on your own would you treat those two Tahoes or look at those two Tahoes differently? Would you guard one more than the other? I'm confident you would be more proud of the one you earned, right? The one that you earned with your blood, sweat, and tears to purchase? But you see, that's the point of all of this. Someone literally put his blood, sweat, and tears into our free gift. The free gift 
of eternal life. And that is a gift we are to guard. It's a free gift to be guarded. This gift is to be deposited, to be invested, to be grown. It's a gift that we are to be proud of and not ashamed of because it's a matter of eternal life or eternal damnation. But it is different than a free Tahoe. There was a price to be paid, and God knew it. The price was his only son, Jesus. It's the most precious gift of all time. It's the most precious free gift of our lives. In 2 Timothy, our reading today, beginning at verse 12, we can see a little bit more of what's going on here. Because he says, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me in the faith that the love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us guard the good deposit entrusted to you. So what's the good deposit that Paul is referring to in verse 14? It's the gospel. It's the Christian faith itself. That's what we're guarding. So how do we guard it? Jesus helps us understand that in one of his parables, the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25. Let's check it out. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of of those servants came and settled accounts with him. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, You delivered me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of the master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you had to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed, so I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be more given, and he will have an abundance. 
but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So how is your investment going with the deposit that God has entrusted to you? The deposit of the good news, the gospel message. I'm not talking about preaching or teaching like I'm doing up here today. I'm, I'm not even talking about you verbally sharing the gospel message, although that's a good thing. I'm talking about your, your daily walk with the Lord. So are you normal or do you stand out? as being different. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of or met Missionary Gary. Quite a few of us have met Missionary Gary. And so Missionary Gary, he likes to say, if you really have Jesus in your heart, then you're not going to be louder normal, then you're not going to be normal if you have Jesus in your heart. He knows, he knows that he can't be normal and still share that he has Jesus in his heart. But what does that mean? Normal, being normal. But we, we do have to stand apart. So maybe here are a few questions or a few examples in everyday life that many of us would come across that might help you understand. So here's a question. Do you laugh about off-color jokes like everybody else in the office? Do you ignore the 85-year-old grandmother down the street who's struggling to get her trash can back up the driveway on trash day? Just zip into your garage, close it. Do you spend hours on your phone doing this and doing this, ignoring the attention or the needs of people that love you, around you? Do you spend hours on your phone like everybody else? Do you stand up for biblical truth? Biblical truth in areas like the sanctity of life or even the LGBTQ movement? Or do you just go along with everything like everybody else. Do you talk like everybody else? I could go on and on, couldn't I? But you get the point. It's easy to be normal. It's hard to love Jesus so much that you act differently, you talk differently, even think differently. 
We can't be normal and guard our deposit at the same time. When we're normal, we lose our way. We lose our deposit, our deposit, poof, it's gone. Just like the servant who hid his talent in the ground, in a hole in the ground. But there is hope. There's always hope. Paul puts it perfectly in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So are you ready to be different, to walk in the good works that God has prepared in advance for you? It's not easy. It's much easier just to hide our gift, like the wicked, like the wicked servant who received and buried his talent. But our master has given us a gift as well, a deposit that is worth sharing and growing. Although the gift is free to us, it was not free to God. The Father sent someone into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Someone who made the ultra sacrifice, someone who paid the ultimate price for our free gift. That someone's Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus invested all he had so that we can be saved. That's not normal. Are you ready to not be normal? It won't be easy, but God sent someone to help us. His Holy Spirit. We just have to tap in. Paul explains, us to, explains what I'm talking about here and the Holy Spirit and tapping in in the very last verse of our reading today. 2 Timothy 1, 14. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. We have the ultimate helper, don't we? Through our baptisms, receiving the Holy Spirit to guide us, to strengthen us, to renew us every day so that we do stand out, that we're not just normal. You see, God doesn't want us to hide our old Tahoes in the garage, does he? We all have dents, we all have rust. We're all sinful. But because of what Jesus did for you, because of what Jesus did for me, all of our dents and all of the rust are covered up by the cloak of Christ's righteousness. God bless you as you keep your deposit in the open for all to see by living daily your gospel faith through God's amazing grace and his grace alone. Amen.